Hi, thanks for joining us on the Renewed Mind Life podcast. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Denise. This is the place for Christian women who are ready to experience the freedom that comes from trusting God with your mind, body, and spirit. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We are continuing on with the fruit of the spirit, and today we are discussing faithfulness. Denise, what's our focus verse of the week? The focus verse this week is one that I think every believer looks forward to hearing someday. It comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 25. Well done, good and faithful servant. Since this is our focus verse, we'll wrap up this podcast with ways we can be faithful by recognizing Christ, not just as our Savior, but as our Lord, and then ways we can serve Him. Yeah, love it. And this week's declaration is, I faithfully serve a faithful God. Hmm, Sounds like there's something that we need to do, too. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, I, I just I love that declaration. I faithfully serve a faithful God. Um, so what do you think faithfulness is? Um, you know, I think faithfulness is, you know, um, truth, reliability, integrity. What do you think? I think faithfulness is like I, I just feel feel like it's perseverance, like it's um, hanging in there, sticking with something that um, you've committed to. You know, yeah. and um, like in a marriage, you know, right? You, you have to be faithful. When when somebody steps out on their marriage, we say they were unfaithful. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they broke yeah, that's, uh, trust. Right, exactly. Well, God's faithfulness is much like integrity. Um, it's him doing what he said he would do, right? So we can always rely on his promises. It's one of his innate attributes. It's part of, it's just part of who he is. Um, you know, it has no beginning and has no end. And we see this in Psalm 89:2. For I have said, graciousness will be built up forever in the heavens. You will establish your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, that's just, just such a beautiful verse. It is. It's beautiful. It just says to me, like, God's faithfulness will never not be. It's always going to be there. God's word is unchanging, um, unshaken. It's, it's faithful. And just like in Psalm chapter 119 I love that chapter uh, verse 90 is a long chapter and it says your fa- your faithfulness continues through generations you establish the earth and it stands God's faithfulness is completely trustworthy it's like you know the sun rises and sets every day you can count on it right there's never a time where it's like hmm I wonder if the sun's going to come up tomorrow no it's going to come mm-hmm. up you know, because that's the way God said it to be. Matter of fact, it's so funny. My daughter, she cracks me up sometimes with the questions. And she says, um, how do you like, you know, because we have, we have a puppy now and, um, you know, she's really smart. But looking at other animals, too, we were looking at some like little birds and stuff. And they know what to do, right? They know how to make their nest. They know how to go out and get food. They know how to come back and feed their little babies and so forth. I think we were watching something on Netflix about baby animals. And she's like, how do they know how to do that? Like, how do they just know? And I said, because that's the way God made them. He, he put that into their structure when he made them so that they would know what to do. That's God. That's what he does. He's faithful. He doesn't, you know, make the little birds figure it out on their own. Like he gives them that, that like you said, innate perspective because that's one of his attributes. That's interesting. She's starting to ask things like that. You know, yeah, which um, is good because you know, who knows what they're going to teach you at the university? Yeah, I know, scary thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So God's word shows us several ways that he's faithful to us. And today we're just going to look at pretty much four, right? So um, first is relationships and sanctification. So, you know, in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. Um, and there was a lot of division in the church at that time, right? Divorce, lawsuits, a lot of worldly things going on. So we see in 1 Corinthians 1.9, um, God is faithful, who has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, and he was writing to them and telling them that God has sanctified them in Christ and made them rich in their spiritual gifts, right? He's reminding them that, he's brought, uh, that they've been brought together, right? Not only in together uh, with fellowship in Christ, but with each other, right? So that they're, not, that they're in relationship with, with each other, mm-hmm. right? So that they can... Um, because there was this huge separation. So that he wanted to remind them, like, look, you've been brought together in fellowship with Christ, right? But also look at each other as brothers and sisters um, in Christ, right? And so it could be looked as the faithfulness of his grace as well. Mm-hmm. And so he was reminding them of that and that the Lord's faithfulness. Yeah. And because they needed to be reminded of that, for sure. Yeah. And we need to be reminded that we are supposed to be in fellowship. We're not supposed to have, you know, anger or resentment or whatever towards our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, um, because he's forgiven us. And so we need to forgive. And then secondly, we see faithfulness and protection from the evil one. In Second Thessalonians, Paul is writing to the church and Thessalonians. How do you say it? Thessalonica? Thessalonica? Thessalonica. I can spell it better than I can say it. Thessalonica. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thessalonica. So he was, um, he's writing to them, to those people, about being aware of false prophets. And mm-hmm. he was telling them to work hard, to not become idle, and not get weary or tired of doing good. So in chapter 3, Paul is talking about praying and asking them to pray. He says, uh, in verse 3, he says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. This is a great example and a reminder of how the Lord protects us from spiritual attacks from the enemy. It's been interesting. We've had several talks over the past few days about, you know, the enemy and the spiritual warfare, especially when you're close to God, you know, it seems like when you're Mm -hmm. really pursuing God, you get more, you get attacked more than ever, you know? Oh yeah. And who is faithful? God is faithful. He promises he's going to give us strength and protect us. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, I would say for sure the closer I get um, when I when I'm reaching out and, you know, it seems like I'm being attacked more, um, which, again, makes me want to reach out more. Right. And so it's just this ongoing thing. Um, you know, many people don't realize or even believe that God allows us to be tempted. You know, people say, well, God doesn't allow you to be tempted. He does. He does. And this third verse shows us that although he allows us to be tempted, he's faithful at putting limits on the temptation. So in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, um, and I love this verse so much, and it's something that, um, that when uh, my husband and I first got married, and we were working with um, our pastor and his wife, um, just like learning how to be married. Uh, they brought this verse to us and is no temptation has overtaken you except something common to mankind and God is faithful. So he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide you the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. 
Yeah, and I and see so, that taken out yeah. of context so many times. Um, you know, it's like you're going to be tempted, but never beyond what you're able. Uh, you know, he'll always provide you a way of escape, and so it's like the escape. Though it's like, but I had no way out. No, you do, you do, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes it's not what you want to see as your way out you know and that's the thing but he always provides a way out and he's faithful in offering that it's just like do i want that way out right Mm -hmm. and um so it's just a matter of going okay you know if you don't take that way out then you're choosing to sin at that point right you know because i remember like i said when my pastor and his wife was like no denise you were choosing to sin you had a way out you didn't have to say Mm -hmm. that you didn't have to behave that way you just chose to sin here was your way out and i was like mm-hmm. oh i didn't see it that way or i chose not to see it that way exactly so, right we, we make those I, love, I love this verse because it's really let me put things into perspective in those relationships and also i didn't realize that that you know that we we are you know god does allow us to be tempted all the time i was like the devil made me do it <laughs> yeah. like a little angel and the devil on your shoulder like, yeah <laughs> okay you can do it no don't <laughs> um but it reminds me of a conversation that my husband and i had last night with someone who's really going through a hard time and um but he's got such a, a good solid um belief and you know in god's faithfulness speaking of faithfulness that um he understands that this is like yeah this is a really really hard time and this is something that nobody should have to go through but he hasn't lost one bit of trust in God. And he brought up about Job and how um, how the angels came before God's throne and Satan was there and he, uh, God asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been roaming around the earth, you know, because that's what he does. He roams around to see who he can tempt. And he said, have you seen my servant Job? Have you considered my servant Job? He's so, he's so good and he's so faithful. And, um, you know, anyway, long story short, he asked, hey, uh, can I tempt Job? You know, Satan asked him, because I don't think he'll be so faithful if he goes through hard times. And God was like, yes, go ahead. You can do that, but you cannot touch him. You put that limit. Like, like you said earlier, like he's faithful in putting limits on the temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because you know how sometimes like, have you ever had that happen where you have a verse or a chapter that comes up three times? That's been happening with that Job, that particular section of Job. Like that was ah, the third time last night. Yeah. Crazy. Wow crazy um and god is faithful in his forgiveness we have such a forgiving god nothing will separate me from his loving grace you too um nothing will separate us from his loving grace i only need to be repentant um first john chapter 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so you see it takes like our action asking coming to god in contrition and in the right spirit of repentance and asking for forgiveness and he is faithful he will never say nope too bad you used up all your get out of jail free cards i know i just love the fact that he's so faithful in in his forgiveness and that you know there's so many verses that even if it doesn't use the word faithful Right. If you just look up forgiveness, we have such a forgiving God, you know, that he says that just our iniquities are just canceled. Right. And that 
you know, he doesn't remember them and that we're just forgiven. And like I said, it doesn't say faithful in the verse, but it's just there. It's just a promise. Right. As long as we just like confess and we repent and it's just all we have to do is just, you know, just um, be honest. Yeah, exactly. And well, believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and he died on the cross for our sins. And, you know, it's just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is. So now that we know how the Lord is faithful to us, let's look back to the focus verse, right? Well done, good and faithful servant, right? What does that verse actually mean? And what can we do so that we can hear those words from Jesus when we get to heaven? Like, it's just, wow. Like, I mean, Aren't you looking forward to hearing that? I I am. I just really hope he doesn't say, you know what? We uh we need to talk about your evaluation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just had my evaluation. My principal was like, We need to talk. I was like, Really? About how amazing I am? Yeah. About well done. Well, well done. done. Well done, well, Mrs. Patterson. You're so amazing. Exactly. And uh, he's like, Yes, exactly. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um uh, no, so. You know, and they say there's mansions <laughs> waiting for us up there. And I, I just hope I can get like, you know, like a little trailer on the outskirts. I'd be happy with that. You know, just <laughs> Ghetto heaven, as I call it, on the west side. Ghetto heaven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> west side? Um, <laughs> now, well, okay, so let's get <laughs> Well, <laughs> It's still heaven, even if it's ghetto heaven on the west side. Correct, you know, like it's up there. Early days. But that verse really, to to me, it means that we need to faithfully serve the Lord while we are here on this temporary earth before we get to ghetto heaven. So how do we do that? (laughs) How do we do that? Well, first of all, share the gospel, right? Share the gospel. Matthew 28, 19, 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, there's other scripture that talks about, you know, sharing the gospel. I chose that one because I think that that's one of the best, right? It really talks about go and make disciples, you know, baptize. Um, you know, I think that truly that's one of the best ones. Sharing the gospel is just huge. That's what we are commanded to do. And, and I think that baptized, is, right? yeah. And, you know, how else can you faithfully ser- serve the Lord, right? Then, then to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. That is truly being, I think, as faithful as possible. It's like how many times, you know, have you shared the gospel today? I mean, for so many people, like you might be the only representation of Christ that they saw today yeah. or ever. Yeah. Right. And it's like so if that's it's that's who I am, that's that's who I need to be. That's who who I need to represent in everything that I do, everything. Yeah, everything, how I am in front of my students, how I am when I'm driving, how I am when I walk into Circle K, you know, especially when you're driving. I've seen I've been in the car with you. Goodness. (laughs) No, just kidding. I actually had, you know, something now you mentioned that like today. um, Well, last night, my husband and I had an opportunity to to talk with and pray with somebody. And then today I was I'm at work and when my colleagues I was we had a scheduled meeting and we're talking. I could just see that she wasn't like something was wrong. And I asked her, is everything okay? Like, and she goes, no, it's just, uh, I just feel like everything's just closing in on me. And I said, is it work? Is there something that, you know, I can help with? And she said, no, it's actually not work at all. It's, you know, something that I, 
I do outside of work, there's a ministry that I'm involved in and um, there's some things going on in there. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, what's the ministry? Um, Celebrate Recovery. I'm like, oh, wow. I go to Celebrate Recovery too. Where's yours? And so then like it started a whole conversation, you know, it's like you just never know like where and when God is going to prompt you to talk to somebody. It could be somebody who is already a believer who needs encouragement or it could be somebody who doesn't know the Lord yet and needs your, you know, planting of the seed, so to speak, or maybe watering the seed if they've already been talked to before and you're bringing another layer to it. Wow, that just gave me chills. Like this was someone you didn't know that was involved in CR? Yeah, yeah. So did you share the podcast information? Like, do we have a new listener? We got we got a new subscriber. We got a new subscriber. Yep. I mean, <laughs> seriously, if she like wanted to share that with you, then obviously you had to share the podcast. Yeah, and she goes to a different CR, so it's like a different um, audience too. So hopefully, we'll get we'll get even more listeners. Yeah, so. I mean that totally. See right there, that's God shot. I mean, yep. seriously, if she was ready to just like say, hey, and this is someone who obviously, I mean, that's personal stuff right there. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. That's amazing. Uh, there you go. So sharing Especially with our jobs. Our jobs, people don't usually talk about stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty open at my work because, like, I've been here forever, and they're going to put a statue out there with Stormy. Like, seriously, I just told my principal about that, and I was like, so, you know, when I go, I want a statue right out there next to the mascot. I've been here longer than that statue. So, I mean, I'm pretty open about my business around here, but for the yeah. most part, people are pretty private about their stuff. Yeah. So I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of just fear about um, saying too much in the, in this particular type of job. But so uh, anyway, yeah, the first way is that we can, we can do that is, um, you know, sharing the gospel. The second way is praying intentionally. And this verse comes from first Thessalonians five verses 16 through 18. And it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Mm. Yeah. Not just when things are going great. Right. But in all circumstances. You know, every time I hear this verse, I always think about you, honestly. Do you? Um, I do, just because you have... I mean, just the things you've been through and you've always like, I mean, I know that you don't always like, this is going to sound bad, have it together. (laughs) Like, I don't mean it like that, but just I've watched you walk through so much and just seen you be so like grateful and like just been, yeah, like Mm -hmm. been able to rejoice and pray and everything just with the things that like, I mean, the things you've gone through, I've seen you like, like lose, lose it over, like have a, have a panic attack from driving on the freeway but like be able to hold it together with like the the like serious like major major situations in your life you know Mm -hmm. like hardcore like hardcore stuff and it's like that's that's the lord like that's the lord because there's no way that intentional prayer yeah you know and that giving thanks in all circumstances Mm -hmm. and i just when i do read this it's just like it's it's awesome and i just so much of my um you know when they ask about like who some people some of your mentors and some people in your life that have kept you close to christ you're always on that list wow wow you're on my list 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're on my list too, and it's a short list. Yeah. There's like, a few people that I know that really, really understand and, and seek the heart of God, no matter what, no matter what circumstance. So what's another way that we can be- um, give freely second Corinthians each one must uh, each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver um, so giving freely not because you think you're going to get something in return or because someone's like give, give it to me <laughs> you know not because you know you think you know some people like, I have to give you know my tithes or you know because you know what I'm saying? Like you're just a cheerful giver gives because they're giving and they're cheerful about it. You, you know, know, you know what it's doing for the kingdom of God. Like this isn't money right. just like giving to line some somebody's pockets, you know, so that they can mm-hmm. buy it early. You're like giving it to support the programs that the church, that your church is doing, right? Like the celebrate recovery ministries and the, you know, the, um, we have a food bank ministry too. There's all kinds of different ministries, like for young moms, for single moms, things like that. That you just—that's what your tithe is going to to reach other people for the kingdom of God. It's an investment, right? And I just like—I love this verse. Like um, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not mm-hmm. reluctantly or under compulsion. So not like okay, fine. You yeah. know, like uh, not reluctantly, like what you've decided in your heart, whatever your heart, you know, it's what, um, you, want. It's what you want. Yeah. Like instead of like in your head, maybe putting it in your budget and just doing it because um, it's in the budget and you have the money and everything's OK. But doing it like in your heart to me, sometimes it's been really hard to tithe because like there have been unexpected expenses that come up and, you know, or just something that I want to buy. And like I'm like, hmm, I could tithe or I could get it. Hmm. OK, so. What do you want to do? That's where the heart comes in. The heart mm-hmm. wants to do what makes God happy. And making God happy is when you give your tithe and he's and his reach goes further. Right. So, so what do you the, have? Um, the next one is use your spiritual gifts. And that's uh, mm-hmm. verse from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As each has received a gift, use it to service one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many different kinds of gifts. We don't all have to have the same gift, do the same thing, serve in the same way. We all have different ways that we can serve God, and, and we're unique. He made every one of us different. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it funny, though? Have you ever been told, oh, you're a teacher. Your gift is working in the nursery. No, it's not. No, it's oh, not. No, you don't I don't like kids. <laughs> uh-uh. I was telling them I don't like kids. They're like, but you're a teacher. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like like little kids. I don't Why like, does me yeah. being a teacher mean I want to go teach little kids? I don't I teach high school diapers. I teach all week long. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean I want to go teach. I want to hear the message. Exactly. You know? yeah. When I used yeah. to go to like these big churches, they would say, oh, will you serve in like the young kids? No, I'm sorry. That's not my spiritual gift. Like, dude, I you work know? all week with kids. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to see know, them. So. Just kidding. Kids, I love you. Any well, yeah, kids. you know what I mean, though. It's like just yeah. because you're a teacher does not mean that that's your spiritual gift. Right, yeah. You have. That's you your know? occupation. That's, that's, that's what you Exactly. Do. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a difference between your spiritual gift and your occupation. They might sometimes cross over, but sometimes they, mm-hmm. they are different. That's for yeah. sure. Right. And I definitely think mine are different. I think um, what ours is, is podcasting. <laughs> that's my spiritual <laughs> gift. Yeah. Yeah, podcasting. I don't think that's in the Bible. Podcasting. 
Uh, number five, the fifth one, living in the word, live in the word. Um, Second Timothy three sixteen. all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. And I chose that scripture because I think it just like covers everything about like living in the word in so many different ways. Um, and and just like like it says, living in the word, using it for everything. And, um, you know, you can you can um, teach from it. You can learn from it. You can um, what's the word? Discipline your children from it. Mm-hmm. You can um, counsel some someone from it. You yeah. can um, just so much. You know, I've had people say like, oh, well, these people can't provide counseling, you know, uh, or correction from it. They're not counselors. Um, Yeah, you can actually, you know, provide counseling to someone from the Bible. It doesn't mean you have to be a counselor. You can mentor someone with using scripture. You can discipline your children, you know, with scripture. You can, um, you know, not, I don't want to say discipline a friend, but you know what I'm saying? Call someone out. How do you say that nicely? I guess correction, right? From from the Bible, from the word. So living in the word Mm -hmm. is all of that. Right. I think that's a great verse. You know, there's there's a lot of people who live in other other things like um, science, you know, and they look at the the scientific facts, whatever. Those are all things that are also not not in competition with the word of God. You know, most times science is proof of what God already said. But another thing is. um, Oh, was I going to say, oh, I forgot. I'll come back to it. Um, okay, so the next one, final one, is forgive others. That's how mm-hmm. we can be faithful. Forgive others from Ephesians verse four, chapter or chapter four, verse thirty-two. Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That's so good. Yes, we need to forgive each other. We need to be kind, um, compassionate. With com means with, right? compassion with passion with love for our fellow human beings you know take it easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you know forgiveness is huge Mm -hmm. i think that you know um i think that being resentful obviously is not that's not serving the lord because that is going to grow that root of bitterness like it talks about in hebrews Mm-hmm. And you know, if you if you're bitter, then you're not serving the Lord. Yeah, that's yep. for sure. So, so let me just do a quick recap because we have six really really good ideas, ways um, that you can be a faithful servant and serve the Lord while we're here on this planet, this circle of dirt. Share the gospel, pray intentionally, give freely, use your spiritual gifts, live in the Word. And forgive others right you know and you could probably think of some other ones but those are definitely six big ones you know and I think take some time this week to intentionally work on these things so that they become natural they become habits you know write them down keep track of them make a chart write the verses that we gave you on note cards um, you know these are all ideas of different things that you can do keep goals make a chart you know um, I don't know if you know Ben Franklin, you know, Benjamin oh, Franklin, yeah, personally. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had 13 virtues. And I know this is random, but good old Franklin, he kept good records. And um, it worked for him. He had like these 13 virtues and he like had this whole chart and he like put these little dots in the chart and he kept track of these 13 virtues. You could look it up online. It's really oh. random, but he really stuck by this whole thing to become like a better human. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it was this whole little chart thing, this whole record keeping thing. But, you know. Oh, he was really I'm not the best at keeping track of things, right? Like, I like sticker charts personally. Like, oh, I got a gold star today because, you know, I was living in the work. Um, you know, <laughs> so whatever works for you, um, you know, that's the way That's the way I say do it. Whatever works for you, you know. Um, yeah. I know that I have some friends that they, they taught me this way of memorizing verses. They set an alarm to uh -huh. do it at that time. So, you know, if they wanted to do like First Thessalonians 5.16, then they would set an alarm to um, memorize it at 5.16 a.m. and 5.16 p.m. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, but it gets a little tricky when you're trying to memorize things that like, that the, the say the address is like 2 Timothy 3.16. That would be 3.16 a.m. and 3.16 p.m. Oh, good luck to you. You might learn that. it really quick when your alarm's going off at 3 in the morning. Yeah, I would I would have to only like pick verses that were from a chapter five. <laughs> yeah, so but you but know, speaking however of, you want to. Speaking of good old Ben Franklin there, have you ever heard of the Franklin Planner? Yeah. Does that have anything to do with Ben? Benny? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on a first name basis with him. Um, but he had this system and I like I love that Franklin Planner. Um, I had one like all the time when I was growing up like growing up when I say growing up I mean, when I was a kid like in my 20s I used my Franklin <laughs> planner like last year <laughs> but I still use a planner like every day yeah I just I like my lists and I like to check things off it makes was me he a feel Christian? like uh Ben Franklin you know he was kind of a saucy guy he had some uh he was a philanderer a little bit of a oh. you know rogue eye there he has a really interesting past, though. He's just fun to read about. So well, I know anyway. he struggled. He had that list of 13 virtues, you know, and he really struggled with those things. So I know he wanted to be a virtuous man. Mm -hmm. So yep. and if you look at those virtues, what they were. So, I mean, they they did follow some Christian values. So, I mean, obviously. But, I mean, during that time, people had that whole Puritan right. you know, context and whatnot. So. Right. So it was like, I was just wondering. It, it was the morality of most people in that right. day. Yeah. During that, you know, early American time. Yeah. I know, you know, we used to study him when I taught American lit. So I was just wondering what his, you know, anyway. So not why sure. don't we go back over the declaration? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. We're doing a podcast. Okay. So <laughs> here's our, let's remember our declaration. I faithfully serve a faithful God. I faithfully serve. I faithfully a God. serve a faithful God. Yes. Until next time, I'm Denise. And I'm Cheryl. And don't forget, you are you are loved. loved. Thanks for listening to the Renewed Mind Life podcast. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by it. Please like, follow us, and leave reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at RenewedMindLife.net to subscribe to devotionals, read our blog, and sign up for more information about upcoming courses. God bless you, and may you be renewed in your mind.